Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast 169 with Mitchell Oldenburg, a.k.a. Freckle. Thanks for listening, man. Appreciate it. Thank you to uh, the riders that do this. And um, I think Oldenburg's a sleeper dude to look at for this year. I really do. Uh, he's riding 450s on the West. And uh, so, yeah, he's got some skills. He's got some speed. The team is solid. We know that. So thank you to FXR. Uh, their motocross and off-road gear has become an industry standard among both amateur and pro ranks. Chris Kiefer helping to develop it. He's got his own line of gear as well. So FXRRacing.com. Uh, please check that out. Some guy named Phil Nicoletti wears it also. Thank you to Race Tech. Pulp 21 is code to save with those guys. Uh, really appreciate the folks at Race Tech. Uh, they do motors. They do suspension. And they can dial you in. Uh, Pulp 21 is code to save. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Uh, they have race tech service centers all across America as well. So um, really easy to get your stuff redone, reworked by the folks at race tech. It's super easy. Thank you to Roost MX as well. Professional level graphics for over 20 years from amateurs to pro. They are the official graphic sponsor of the Cobra guys as well. So they have a wide range of stuff for that. They have custom hats, t-shirts, backpacks, sticker kits, and more. 48-hour turnaround. They got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Uh, just use the code Pulp Nation to save 20%. RoostMX.net roostmx.net thank you to firepower we'll talk about more about them later maxis tires as well thank you to maxis for coming on board supporting the privateers and this gsgb honda team using maxis tires so if you haven't thought about maxis tires for your mountain bike or light truck or trailer or dirt bike uh take up maxis.com for more information on that and namira pistons they have been supplying uh factory level pistons for uh privateers for a long time now they got gaskets as well for every make and model from two wheels to four from weekend warriors to top athletes namira's advanced piston tech has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget namira.com n-a-u-n-a-m-u-r-a.com namira pistons.com check them out on instagram social media too they run a lot of contests uh giving away stuff and uh, really supporting that d23 where Mitchell Oldenburg is originally from, by the way. So thank you to Race Tech and uh, FXR, and thanks to uh, you guys for listening. Here's Mitchell Oldenburg talking about this year, last year, his career, and more. Thanks for listening. All right, now, as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast, it is uh, the Smart Top Moto Concepts Honda Rider, Mitchell Oldenburg. What's up, Mitch? How are you, man? I'm doing good. Just uh, enjoying a rainy day here in Southern California. Yeah, it's raining here in Vegas, too, so uh, I might hit the high des tomorrow. We'll yeah, see, yeah. You know, that's kind of what the move is, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just waiting to hear what the plan is, but yeah, no, everything's been going good. Um, thanks for doing this. So, new team for you, same same bike uh, and all of that, I guess. So, uh, last year, of course, you rode for the uh, Muckoff uh, Honda team. This year, the Smart Top guys, how did it go? Obviously, uh, Uribe's doing something from Muckoff with the uh, uh, MTF guys, but for you, um, I don't know, how did, did how did the ride come about, and were you talking to Uribe still about staying or, or whatever? Take us through that. Um, well, basically, at the end of last year, didn't really know what the plan was, obviously. Um, a lot of uh, pieces of the puzzle need to be put together for these smaller teams before they can commit to anything, so I mm -hmm. um, wasn't really sure what was going to go on um, leading into 22, but... Yeah, just random day this summer, Tony texted me out of nowhere and said, hey, are you available to talk? And it kind of just snowballed from there and caught me really off cart and uh, wasn't really uh, expecting to hear from anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had kind of put some feelers out there, but uh, at the end of last year, it was kind of one of them things that was, I don't know, I was I was kind of over it. Um, yeah, just really felt, huh? like I, yep. felt like I wasn't able to do uh, my job properly and 
Um, I told my wife when we were done done last season just that you know if if we can't do this right and and properly there's there's no point in doing this. I'm I'm kind of tired of going out there and mm-hmm. and getting you know fifth sixth place in the 250 class. It's just it's that time uh, to to make it happen or or call it a, call it a career or whatever. So um, yeah, and it got talking to Tony and Genova and man, uh, I'm really pumped on the program we have this year. It's uh, it feels like a fresh start for me. Um, kind of feel like I'm back on that that factory um, atmosphere, I guess you would say. Right. Now, did you have any relationship with Tony? Like, did you know him? Did you know Genova or anything like that before? No, no, not really at all. I had called uh, I called Tony uh, a couple of years ago and, mm-hmm. and asked if anything was available, and he's always been a straight shooter with me and um, actually called me back and, and told me, you know, like, they're, they're the 450 only program, and I was looking for a 250 deal at the time. Right. So just didn't work out but um other than that no i hadn't i hadn't talked to either one of them no oh, interesting so yeah there there this is a new relationship for for both of you guys now look there's a lot of things about tony out there and and some of them are true and some of them are made up and all of that but one thing i think that's universal whether i talk to uh justin brayton or jake weimer or benny bloss or tickle anybody that's been there uh, really has a lot of praise for Tony's managerial work. Um, you know, uh, what he says he's going to do, he does. When he gets when he says he'll get back to you, he does. If he can't do something, he'll tell you that and to give you a reason why. Uh, and uh, do you find that also, and how's it going so far? Oh, 100%. He's been unbelievable to work with. And it's, uh, I mean, everyone knows of the Alessis, right? Uh, just coming up as an amateur, Mike was the man, and, and Tony and Mike have a, uh, a different relationship, I guess, what you'd say than most, but uh, it's been unbelievably good. Um, me and I got to bring my mechanic Nate along, and it's just been like every day we're just like, wow, like this is this is top top level, mm-hmm. amazing, good guys to work with. They truly care, and and there's no BS, you know. If if like you said, if if he can't do something, he's straight with you, and yeah, and he, and he keeps it straight. So that it's it's uh it's something that believe it or not i kind of find hard to find in the sport <laughs> sometimes absolutely yeah <laughs> um you know i'm i'm 27 years old and i'd like to be treated like a man so if you if you can't do something i can take a no yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so yeah um i don't like the being let on or not not having a someone return your phone call and stuff like that it's just yeah it's just not very professional in my opinion but tony's been the one of the best guys I've I've been able to work with so far, and I've only worked with them for two months, so uh, everything's been just amazing so far. Uh, are you on the new bike for two fifty? Uh, not yet. Not I'm, yet. Okay. Uh, I'm been riding the the new four fifty though. Uh, okay. It's the same four fifty as last year, but um, yeah, um, so it's been good. You are going to do both coasts, right? Do you know which one yet? Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm starting out on four fifty west coast. Okay, four fifty west, then, yep. and then going two fifty east. So. Cool. How do you feel? How does uh, I mean, you, you know, summer off and all of that stuff. You're picking it back up. Uh, uh, how do you feel? I'm excited. I feel uh, refreshed, honestly. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. end of last year, didn't know what was going to happen, so kind of started up my own little fencing company in Texas and and tried getting that going this summer and um, got a new appreciation for the sport. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> got to got to. I always say, got to experience real life. Um, and yeah, not really a fan of it, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, dude, keep racing as long as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, no, it's good. You know, I mean, uh, 
like you said, like I said, just a new appreciation for the sport and, mm-hmm. and I'm fresh. I'm, I'm excited and I'm ready to work and, and kind of got rid of that, that bad taste in my mouth that I've had the last year or so just riding dirt bikes and yeah. it's, the it's business tough, of it, the business of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's tough, not only on, on myself, but my family and watching them having to watch me go through injuries and just the, the stress of, you know, what's next. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's been good. It's been a lot of fun and a lot of a lot less stressful this off season. I, like I said, I feel like we're I'm back on that factory program where all I have to do is ride a dirt bike yeah. and do my training and and I can I can relax at the end of the night and get back to work in the morning. So I think for a guy like you, uh, for a lot of guys in the sport, including a guy like you, riding that 450 before this before the the coast starts. Uh, yes, you can get hurt, but you can also get hurt practicing. You can make more money. You can get sharp. You can work through stuff. Like I think this is a great idea. To, uh, and again, like if you're like a prohibitive championship favorite, I get it. I get you know Yamaha not putting Colt Nichols on a 450, mm-hmm. you know, before the coast. I get understand that. Although they used to do it, you know, back in the day, all the guys did it, right? But for a guy like yourself, right off the podium, close to a podium, dude, I think it's great. I think that's a really cool thing to do. Oh, hundred percent. I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, I got to race a couple rounds last year, but it was always like the Thursday before the race. I'd <laughs> yeah. find out yeah. that I could that I could race and line up on JB's bike that I I didn't even get to 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 practice on before the race. So, um, having a, a full off season on the 450 going into round one has been uh, exciting, and then obviously getting six races under my belt before before we get on the 250 which is my main focus this year yeah uh is just comforting like like you said the injuries are always uh in the back of your head but um yeah i mean yeah, you i feel like hurt. you can get hurt anywhere right I, I yeah mean, i mean you get you, i drive a car every single day so i mean yeah. it's it's it is what it is you know we gotta do what's best and and just keep plugging away back in the day you know like chad reed and michael byrne and langston they all rode the early 450 rounds, and it was just fine. Oh, yeah. It was no problem. Nobody cared. You know what I mean? They were championship guys, and nobody cared. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know why we got away from that. There's nothing like gate drops and racing and all of that to get you sharp. But, hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. I mean, everyone everyone puts so much stress around, you know, Anaheim won. Well, like, you, like I said, I'm going to have six races under my yeah. belt before the first East Coast round. Like, yeah. This is going to be another day. Now, so. I, I probably could have looked this up. I was just too lazy. Had you done 450 Supercross before last year? No, uh, I raced, um, I don't remember. I raced when I was on Jimmy Albertson's team. I raced, uh, I did tried, I did three 450 rounds on my 250. Oh, okay. All right. So um, not really though. So that's it. No, yeah. I, I made one, one main event on the 250, right. um, but that was it. So, uh, and you brought Nate along, like you said, Nathan Alexander, he's worked for Shorty for a long time and a lot of good, a bag it. And, uh, and so he brought him along. So that's cool. Nate's awesome. A really smart guy, hard worker. And funny, oh, yeah. funny also. So, yeah, yeah, great dude. Uh, gotten to know him really well the last couple of years. Obviously, working with him and one of my best friends. So uh, it's been uh, an easy transition for us, um, not having to to learn how each other work and, and stuff like that. So excited to keep him on board for sure. Um, contract is the contracts at Smart Top Honda very incentive based. Uh, you know, you get a base and then you, you each position or each five spots or whatever is worth a lot of money. Uh, is yours like that also? And uh, how stoked are you on the, on the deal that you signed? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, it was kind of, uh, one of the things, like I said, last year, into last year, I told my wife, I'm not, I'm not racing unless I can do it properly. And, 
and yeah. I can make X amount of dollars because uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to find myself. I mean, supercross only deal. Like I got to figure out how to get income from May to mm-hmm. to January. So um, it worked out really well. Uh, unfortunately, kind of fortunately, unfortunately, had to move back to California for for the season. So uh, um. It, that was a little bit of a transition, and that was probably the only hang-up that I had um, yeah, that originally my, when we had been talking. So That was my next question for you. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're based in Cali then. That's something yep. the team wants, right? Yep, yep. I'm here through through Supercross, so uh-huh. um, I totally get it. I mean, it's it's easier for the team. It's less stressful on everybody. Yep. Tony has his, has his finger on the pulse a lot better and, and not having to worry about me doing my own thing in Texas. So, yeah. um, I mean, really, I, I don't – really know if i would have moved back to texas if uh if i could financially afford just to live in california still at the time so um so what do you you got your wife and kid with you yep yep so they came out and then you got a what'd you do a a long-term short-term rental or how'd that work what were you uh yeah i just i I rented an apartment um i ended up keeping my house in texas and i'm renting that out right now so okay it kind of kind of works out i don't have yeah. There was a couple months there. I had you know two two house bills, which was rough, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're all squared away now. So um, yeah, just in an apartment uh, down in Marietta, and and so where can you ride? Where where have you been practicing testing? Um, you know, there's there's a handful of public tracks. We got obviously Elsinore State yep. Fair. Um, I haven't been to Paula yet, but that's right down the road. And yep. then we've been able to ride Honda a couple times. So oh good. Sounds sounds like when um, we can ride Honda whenever the the factory, factory guys yep. aren't in town sure so yep. um that's been really good and they got a a really good track this year done up so it's been yeah it's been it's been going really good yeah i know i did one of these with benny just the other week and obviously he had a terrible year on the team and it was he wasn't stoked on the fact that you know back home his wife was pregnant and he couldn't ride the team does not want to send bikes and race bikes and all that across the country i understand all of that part um you know, and, and being near California and being the team, you can test and all of that. So it, I can see both sides of that coin where Benny was like, hey, man, I'm comfy here. My wife is pregnant. Let me ride here. And same with you. Hey, I know Texas. You know, I've been there, you've been there a yeah. long time from Minnesota. There's good tracks here. And then I see their point because I was a mechanic for a long time. Like, no, nah, man, shipping's expensive. Uh, testing's expensive. We want, you, you know, we want you under our thumb and kind of looking at what you're doing during the week. And we know you work hard, but I still, you know, I, I, so I see both sides of this. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think, uh, you know, like the shipping cost is obviously one thing, but I think the main thing that was almost, no, it was really comforting for me was, was Tony, uh, he wanted, he wanted an eye on the bikes, you know, like yeah. he can't, can't be having us running, you know, engines that are timed out and, and breaking on us and then we're hurt and done for the season. So, yeah. uh, I think that was, that was really cool to, to hear him say that, that he wants, you know, to be on top of the bikes to make sure the bikes are 100 percent is is right. really comforting for me at least. Uh, last year, ninth overall in the 250 East, you missed a couple races, of course. Uh, 450 wise, uh, you rode a couple of those, three of those did did uh, got 11th or something at one of them. Um, what do you prefer at this point? What would you rather do if, if you could just flip a coin and or not flip a coin if you could just uh, pick your choose your which one which coast you want to do or what what bike size of bike. Uh, I mean, honestly, I really could care less. Uh, when when Tony had originally called me, I thought we were talking 450 deal for the longest time, and it wasn't until like my third or fourth phone call with the guys <laughs> that they're like, "No, we want you to race 250." Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, <laughs> so okay. yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, 
but yeah, no, I don't, I don't really care. I like the fact that I get to race all 17 rounds, um, and, and stay racing just because, I mean, a supercross only deal on a 250, it's nine races a year. That's it. So, yeah. and not much um, money, not much purse money no, or any of that. Yeah. No, exactly. So, uh, I got a family to feed obviously. So the 450 is nice. And then, uh, like you said earlier, the, the incentive program on this team is, is pretty unbelievable. So, I'm um, looking forward to racing the 250 for sure. Muckoff Honda last year for you. Uh, Yareev, Australian guy, uh, really good dude. COVID hit. You know, travel sucked for him. I'm sure it wasn't what he wanted. I know I talked to him for a while at uh, one of the Orlandos, and he was frustrated by the whole pro process. Uh, JB, I, it just didn't go well, did it? It's tough for it to be in two countries and run two teams and – trying to afford everything. It sounded like a rough program last year. And again, Uribe had the best intentions. He's a good dude. But, but yeah, it didn't sound like a, a smooth program. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely um, very stressful on everybody and tough on everybody. You yeah. know, obviously being in, in Australia, running an American program with COVID and all that is one thing, but then just, just not having the staff that uh, was, was needed was, was, I feel the biggest problem, you know, I mean, uh, I love you to death and we had a good program for what it was, but I mean, we needed, we didn't have a suspension guy last year. I was running, you know, the same suspension I had been practicing on all off season, which was really, I felt what hindered me the most last year. I felt Mm -hmm. like I, I was riding the bike as fast as I could. And if I went any faster, I was going to end up on the ground and I wasn't willing to take that chance anymore. So, um, do you mean as far was, as service or settings or what do you mean like both both, both. okay both. Yeah, yeah I mean it was it was it it was the same setting I ran in 2020 um so it was it was tough on 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 me just mentally cuz I felt like I could I could still compete and and run with the top guys but we'd get to a whoop section and I I couldn't get through them just because what? I felt like I I wasn't I wasn't ready I wasn't willing to hang it out like those guys because I knew my bike wasn't going to hold up for, sure. for the suspension. So uh, it was tough. Um, like I said, like the, the staff just being shorthanded like that, you got a lot of a lot of guys doing multiple jobs. And and um, like you said, with Uribe being in Australia for half the season was tough and a yeah. lot of miscommunication with – I mean, it's a 14-hour time change, I think. So, you know, it's a, it's a big uh, – big task for for Uribe just to get a hold of people because he's calling people in at 3 a.m his yeah. time to to get stuff sorted so um but all in all i mean i, I was i was blessed with the opportunity and I, I feel like we made the most of it obviously right. it had some some bumps and bruises but um I'm, I'm stoked to see him come back and have another team this year um obviously i don't know too much of the specifics but I mean, Jordan Smith's a good, good dude and good yeah. rider, good friend of mine. I, I got to know Fry a little bit when I was on Star, and those guys are good guys. So I hope it works out, and I hope they can they can uh, keep building that program up, and and so we can see them around for you know a good good couple more years for sure. Yeah, speaking of those guys, Firepower on board with this show and Firepower titling that team also. So that's cool for the Firepower guys. They're a big part of what we do at Pulp and FirepowerParts.com. They make the batteries, the Featherlight lithium batteries. They make oil now, uh, built by the ground up by leading OEM manufacturer, the highest quality. And they also make those chains. And uh, you use the, uh, you probably don't even know this, uh, uh, Mitchell, <laughs> but you used Firepower last year. So I imagine that's where that relationship worked. FirepowerParts.com. Great batteries, great chains, and great oil as well. Please check them out at Firepower Parts on social media. 
uh, Mitchell Oldenburg on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast. Um, so you spoke about riding 450s, getting on JB's bike. Like, that was obviously probably a sponsor obligation thing, but were you asking for that when JB went out? Were you were you stoked on that? Was it something where you, yes, like you get to ride 450s, that's the bonus. Bad part is here's JB's bike settings and all. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit of a little bit of both. Um, I guess heading into the season, off season time, I was I was pushing to race 450 the opposite coast. Um, but kind of when we got closer to the season, I realized like, hey, this probably isn't going to happen. Just with the amount of stress, everything was going on. You know, you know how it is in December, just getting everything yeah. sorted and stuff like that. And then with the residencies and stuff, like the the opposite coast got there really quick um so uh but no honestly i was the the first time i got the call um was i think the first orlando round was the one coast the second one was the other coast and we had stayed uh a couple days extra my parents Uh and i and took my son to disney world and uh (laughs) you know i was expecting this long break before i went racing again so i you know i got a got a drink at disney world and i sat down for lunch <laughs> had a big old lunch <laughs> yeah i had a big old greasy burger and some nachos or something and and nate texted me and he's like hey are you still in florida and i was like yeah what's up and yeah basically jb had a crash and he's like they might ask you to ride race just be yeah. aware yeah and uh yeah so it was kind of like out of nowhere I, my first time on the bike was saturday morning press day or not press day but first practice so didn't you and didn't you come out swinging i think weren't you like one of the fastest guys uh in the unseated or something like yeah i was uh, i was in c practice but yeah i was well, i was fastest all three yeah you were like significantly faster like yeah <laughs> and then i i think i was fastest in b practice or yeah. one of the fastest i think ansty came back that weekend too so he might have been a little bit faster than me but yeah um, I remember Pulp, Pulp Mex Fantasy, right? Big, big buzz yeah. about, about Freckle coming back. Coming yeah, out. and I, I honestly, I didn't even care. I was like, I just want to get out here in one piece. I've never rode this bike before, <laughs> and like, I've been screwing yeah. off all week, not doing anything. And then, yeah, kind of the same thing happened from there on, right? We thought JB was going to be back for Daytona. Uh, last minute call, hey, JB's not ready. Do you want to race? Um, got on a plane, flew to. Actually flew to Charlotte so I can get a day on the bike before Daytona, uh, and, and yeah. So yeah. actually heading into Atlanta was the first time I actually I had like two or three weeks on the bike heading into Atlanta. So that was that was cool, and I, I think it obviously showed because I had a, a good first round at Atlanta. So what did you find about the 450 class? That obviously you did the you did on your 250 with Top Jimmy's team a while ago. But what what did you find about the 450 class that was? different or eye-opening or you're like oh shit like okay like what what any any significant um thoughts come to your mind about racing that class uh i mean not really honestly because i wasn't i wasn't prepared to race the 450 mentally or physically like it was so last <laughs> minute i was just like i'm just gonna go do the best i can like yeah i really don't care if i piss people off like on the team if they get mad at me for how i ride and stuff like what like, what do you expect like yeah 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 i mean so i kind of saw like found the guys that I feel like I could be around and, and beat or at least battle with. And, um, that was kind of my goals for, for every race. And, um, I guess like the, the main thing was I, I line up on a starting line on the 250 class and in the heat race. And like, there's, there's no question. Like I'm making the main, but the 450 class, I'm like looking around like, damn, there's 10 dudes on yeah, this line. Like yeah. I got to beat at least one of them to make the main. 
because I do not want to go to the LCQ. So that was, I guess, like the biggest. Yeah, I got to worry about A Ray losing control of his bike and slamming <laughs> into me or whatever. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean that was that was the main thing. Like, just the heat races are so so much more stressful in the 450 class for yeah. me. So yeah. Because um, I, I yeah I, I obviously nobody likes to go to an LCQ, but no, that just makes your anxiety go up immediately uh can you compare the bikes i don't did you have uh was xpr doing your stuff at Muckoff, or are they doing no, it we now had, we had uh twisted development at our, and, at, uh, and now you have xpr yep yeah okay so that's i got it mixed up so what's the difference in bikes for you you've you've got time on these hondas you know them well what's the difference um well honestly i haven't rode the new 250 yet so i can't really compare 250s but um the 450s, I mean, it's, it's stock. It's a lot of bike, right? So, okay. Um, and then it's it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to compare that too because it was kind of like here's JB's bike, go race. Yeah, um, true. There wasn't much development or anything on the 450 for me last year, but um, I would say just switching switching suspension and having having a cause or show a guy come to the track a couple of days has been amazing for yeah, me. I bet. Um, something I've really put a lot of effort into do this off season was understanding how a motorcycle actually works um, <laughs> instead of relying on the guys to handle it. Uh, Cause I feel like that caught me in trouble uh, the last two years, not having a suspension guy. I, I was lost clueless, didn't know what to do. Um, I could tell you what my bike was doing wrong, but I didn't mm-hmm. know how to fix it. Yeah. So yeah, that's important. Um, that's important. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's something Nate and I have both, um, I mean, we got notes from every single day of riding this year of, of what we did and what it did to the bike and, and, and so on and just trying everything we possibly can um, to make the dirt bike better because I truly feel when I'm 1,000% comfortable and on my game, that I'm, I'm hard to beat. So um, the goal is obviously to get that feeling Saturday nights and that's that's what we're trying to, to figure out um, and get sorted for, for sure. What race was the, the missed main event? Where they pulled your bike off. What was that? Uh, Indy two, I think. One of the Indy rounds. Unbelievable. Still, in a, still, <laughs> just, just a, a such a fucked up story. Just so, so screwed up, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I actually talked to Mike Pelletier um, Tuesday. We had like that Feld media yeah. stuff, and he was there, and and I told him I was like, you should have never let me line up. I was like, because I looked at it like you either piss me off. Or you piss everyone else off. And I was like, I would have taken that one guy way over everyone else. Yeah, dude. It was, yeah, it was nutty. Uh, you were involved. That was maybe the biggest controversy of last year for us on the show. Yeah. And stuff, and, and you were involved <laughs> in that. Um, you're back with JB. Uh, look, I, I'm biased. He's a buddy of mine. I, I think the world of him, I know, you know, like every team he's been on except for the BTO guys, he really didn't gel with them. But every other team, uh, he's gelled with them. They have great things to say about him. Um, he's professional, he's thorough, uh, you know, all of that stuff. He knows how the industry works and the business of the, of the sport works. How, how has it been being teammates with JB now, um, for, for, you know, uh, last year and this year? Uh, it's, it's really good. Honestly, I wish I could, could be around him more. Just, um, yep. he's, he's obviously at club in Charlotte and stuff. So it's, it's, I haven't gotten to ride with him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out this week. We rode Monday and, uh, yesterday, Wednesday, um a little bit and just yesterday i was just just blown away at, at how smart he is um obviously I, I knew he was smart but just some of the stuff he he would pick up on at the practice track yesterday was like wow like yep 
you, you know, obviously he's been around for a long time, so I guess it's to be expected, but it's just some stuff that I, I never even thought of um, that you see him do. And it's like yeah, yesterday, yeah. yesterday was one of those days where it's like he was, he was riding really well. And I was just like, I'm just going to copy him. I'm just going to watch him. I'm going to copy him <laughs> okay. exactly what he does. Yeah. And I do it. And I was like, I'm such an idiot. Like, why haven't I been doing this? You know? So, <laughs> right. uh, but he's, he's so good and knowledgeable and, and obviously one of the best guys in the whoops. And that's something that, um, trying to perfect, obviously you always try to perfect it, but that's, I feel like that's the biggest area on the track that holds me back. So, um, man, just picking up on stuff that he can do in the whoops and, and he's just so perfect every single lap through the whoops. I mean, you could take 20 pictures from 20 laps and they look identical, yeah. uh, form wise and, and everything. So, um, just a, a good dude all around and a, yeah. and a good human being. So yeah, and I think even off the track, like um, you know, if you're button heads with a team or a, a guy on your team or whatever, I think diplomatically he kind of knows the politics of different things and why things are happening. He could probably give you advice on that, you know, as well. Like oh, I, think, I feel oh, like all that kind of stuff is really up his alley. Hundred percent. Right. Immediately when I got the call from from Tony and Mike this summer, I I had called JB and you know picking his brain on yeah. on how to go about things and uh, and and how Mike and Tony are as as people and how to talk to them and and stuff like that. So he's just been around the sport for so long and 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 knows I mean he's probably been in every situation there is. So um definitely a good guy to to bounce ideas off of and and get advice from and it seems like he really enjoys that side of the sport and and mentoring and stuff like that. So just yeah. trying to to learn as much as I can from him. Real chance for you, Freckle. This is a, a really good chance for you to have a bounce back year. I mean, we've seen some guys, Malcolm and JB, and Vince has put in some great rides. Um, you know, last year just nothing seemed to go good for the team, uh, and Tickle was okay, but nobody else did great. But I feel like this is a really good chance for you to sort of reestablish yourself. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been looking at it like it's my second chance, and and pretty much my last chance. So. I'm uh, just going to make the most of it, give it everything I have, and, and it's cool to see the team be be that invested in us and, and give us everything they can. And Like I, I told them from day one, you give me your best, I'll give you my best, and hopefully at the end of the day we're celebrating. So yeah, um, excited excited to be working with these guys and, and looking forward to, to this year for sure. Uh, Pulp 21 is a code to save with Race Tech. Get your motor work done, get suspension work done. Ever use Race Tech, Freckle? Uh, no, no, I can't say I have. Uh, great guys down there, Corona, California. And use the code. Tell them you're a pulp listener and get your suspension uh, oil changed. Don't be like uh, uh, Oldenburg last year and just never change your <laughs> oil. Get your oil changed. Get suspension done. Motor work as well at FXR Racing. Uh, filthy Phil Nicoletti. I never heard of him. Uh, he wears FXR. Chris Kiefer, I never heard of him either. He wears FXR. But to FXRRacing.com. Mike Brown, of course, um, uh, with their ever-evolving gear lines that provide quality, durability, at the same time, extreme comfort. FXR, the number one choice for guys like uh, those that I just mentioned. So thank you to those guys for coming on board. Um, Freckle, oh, well, a couple more questions for you, then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, how's your career been so far for you? Like, uh, you know, I'm sure you haven't done the things that you want to do. You've had some good rides. You've had some, um, you know, some years that you've got hurt. Uh, overall, though, I mean, are you okay with everything that's gone on, or you just feel like you you have so much left on the table? I mean, you have so many top tens in the 250 class, indoors and out. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, I haven't got you know mm -hmm. that elusive uh, breakthrough season yet. So where are you at? Um, 
I mean, that's, that's kind of a loaded question, right? I'm pretty proud of, of where I came from. Yep. Uh, a lot of people don't even realize that I was a privateer for basically three years um, out of my van mm-hmm. and have no idea that I raced Supercross for three years, the first three years <laughs> I did. So, um, yeah, your, your, pretty, your, your breakout was like uh, with Jimmy's on, on the Yamaha, right? Yeah, and that it, was it really, was, yeah. I mean, and the sad part about it was the only thing that like, that made that happen was my crashes that year. <laughs> that's, that's all everyone remembers me as being blazing fast and, and wadding my brains up. But, um, yeah, no. And then obviously the, the TLD fill in and that was mm-hmm. kind of a, a big learning curve. And I, I truly feel like that was my rookie year because I was freaking clueless, um, as to how, uh, a factory team ran and, yep. and what was expected and, and how to train and, and just everything. So, I mean, I owe a lot to the TLD guys just teaching me what, how, how to be a professional athlete basically. So, yep. um, and then I f- was peaking there, there in, uh, 17 mm-hmm. and just injury bug, you know, just, I feel like asking for too much and just, it's easy to get, get greedy, I guess, um, was having, really good days and really good races and it's like you want more and more and more and then yep. you find that limit and um yeah i i guess i'm pretty happy with it um nice. obviously there's there's a lot left on the table for me i feel i feel like i haven't put in a full great season together yet i've had a couple okay yep. seasons but but nothing from from start to finish so um that that's a lot left on the table and I, i'd be i'd be stoked to win a race like that's obviously everyone's goal but i feel like i could i could be okay with being done after after winning a race and, yeah and that's that's still the goal and, and obviously podiums and stuff like that but um yeah i feel like i feel like when i think of your career i think of some podiums some blazing speed and then some injuries where you would just yeah. disappear for a while if i had to sort of summarize you know oh what if someone said hey what do you think of mitch oldenburg i'd be like yeah he's super fast um, he's done well here and there, and he can't seem to stay together for a whole season. Yeah, and it sucks too because I mean I feel like a lot of people don't know that like a couple of those injuries or the first part of those injuries injuries in 2017 was just bad doctor advice. Like, oh really? Yeah. Like yep. it's just it's part of it. It sucks, but I mean, yep. uh, I was out basically the full year in 2017 with a broken collarbone because I listened to some knucklehead doctor that. Um. Yeah. Just gave me the wrong advice when I could have been back on my bike in four to six weeks. So um that was a that was a stressful looking back, it's it's just annoying to to think of um you know where I could have been if I could have kept progressing from there and but you know, it's part of it. Everyone's yeah. everyone's got their got their demons and their their they're tough. Uh, yeah, they're the regrets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, isn't it cra- ha- isn't it crazy though for guys like you? Like and, and Red Dog went through this too, like his wrist didn't get fixed properly by a doctor. And doc- yeah. doctors, just like plumbers and carpenters, have bad days, or there's good doctors, bad doctors, whatever. Um, you know, th- there's some big name doctors in our sport that have screwed up operations on riders where they had to get it fixed again. And dude, in our sport, like that, that's just when, once you get off that treadmill, you, you know, it takes so long to get back on and get caught up again. Like it's, it, and it's nothing you do. It's just, yeah, it's just life, yeah. right? No, a hundred percent. It's like I I got my doctor down that I I will not go see anyone else. He's the only guy I trust because I, I truly believe he has an understanding of what we do as racers, um, and what we put our bodies through. And and then, but I know 
you know, there's multiple other guys in the sport who have gone to see him and had one bad surgery and refused to never see the guy again. So it's yeah. it's part of it. It sucks. Like the human body is is so complex and gnarly that like I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's easy to have a bad surgery. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Uh, really regret too, by the way, Freckle. I didn't meet up with you to mountain bike when I was in Dallas. When we were in Dallas, oh, I was yeah. trying to, but <laughs> but hey, I went. Yeah, no worries. I went to that one that goes through the suburbs and stuff. You, uh, uh, you park, start at a park, and then you go all through the suburbs, like by a lake and all those ditches and stuff. That was really fun. I don't know what it was called, but that, I think that was the funnest ride I went on. Um, oh yeah, uh, maybe Gateway. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm not Fort too Worth. familiar with it. It was Fort with, Worth. So. Yeah, um, it was probably Gateway. You're originally from Minnesota, and you yep. uh, you went to Texas, uh, I don't know, uh, as long as a, as a kid. Um, do you like that? I mean, look, uh, you, know, you can't ride in Minnesota full-time, but there's some amazing tracks and all that, and J-Mart's yep. there. He loves it. Um, but your move to Texas, and it was so long ago now, but, I mean, do you, do you regret it? Do you love Texas? Is that where you think you're going to stay? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Texas is – is home for us now. Uh, my wife's from born and raised in Texas, okay. but um, yeah, I moved to I moved to Texas when I was thirteen. Um, oh, I thought so, it was old. I thought you were older than that. Okay, no, oh, no. So I was, I was pretty young still, and I'm kind of at that point. You know, I'm 27 now, so yeah. I guess Texas. I've been in Texas longer than Minnesota, so yeah. Um, I always tell people like Minnesota's home to me, but I couldn't go home. I couldn't go back to Minnesota right now and get around without a GPS. Like I didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I didn't drive when I was there, yeah, so I, sure. I honestly don't know how to get around, really. Oh, I so. thought you were older. Yeah, I thought you were like 17, 16, 17. Or yeah, something. Okay. no, yep. no. So, um, yeah, Texas is home. We, we got a house in Fort Worth now, and that's – honestly, I, I I love it. We moved back in beginning of 2020 Yep. Uh, when all the craziness happened in the world, and it's just like nothing ever happened. I mean, it's it's been amazing. I'm always – well, so like, are you a Texas rider or are you from Minnesota? I guess you're from Texas. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, but yeah. The part I was getting to was like we had Blake Wharton for a while from Texas, and there's been some guys here and there. Uh, but Texas, for as many tracks as there are, and for as big of a state as it is, it's never produced like just an elite, elite motocrosser, and it's weird. I don't know why not because everything works out really well to have that. But when you look at, you know, so many guys from California, obviously, so many guys from Florida. Uh, Texas, just I don't know why. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. I haven't really thought about it like that, but yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, we definitely have the uh, the tracks and the yeah the ability to produce some guys there. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's just it's just it, it seems like everything uh, is lined up for Texas to have you know just one of the all time greats, and it's never worked out. Steve Wise back yeah. in the day, you probably don't even know who Steve Wise is, but. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. But oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, well, hey, man, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Uh, the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. I'm pulling for you. Uh, I, I like Genova. I like Tony. I want the team to sort of rebound from what they had going last year. Yourself and Vince uh, and JB. That's a that's a good squad. Um, I'm not missing anybody, right? That's it. Mm, no, that's us. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, man, I'm pulling for you. It'll be interesting to watch. I think you're a sleeper. Pulpamex Fantasy 450 guy, for sure. Like, for sure. I think we got to keep an eye on that. Uh, even though it is a stack class. Uh, yeah. You know, I think you fit in well there. So, um, Perfect. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck, man. We'll see you at the races. Yeah, thanks for having me.